0: warm, but it's good to be back. Yeah, the weather has been warm lately, and hence the inside of the building is warmer than we would like. Oh, well. So today, with great excitement and anticipation, we will not be talking about HDMI monster cameras, oh, As damn, I think we damn, may have alluded damn. to in a previous We haven't covered it podcast. enough. We're going to do streaming. Yes, let's cover it. What this. is streaming? There's a lot of talk about streaming. It's pretty popular. What is it? Well there's actually uh, there's actually more ways than streaming than I realised. So I think I well, mean, there's would... the stream that you have <laughs> that you should have. Cut a stream, no? <laughs> well, you should have a a healthy stream. Oh yes. But then that would depend on the size of your router. Yes. Mm or something. Let's discover what streaming is. Okay, so that's later on in the show? I thought we were going to do that right now. Let's oh, well, is, well, I think we're going to re- recap on record care or record playing or oh, yeah. something to do with record. Should we call players? that something like, you know, like retro review? <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Retro is cool. Um, I think I'm going to grow a beard. Oh... No, I'm not. No. Um, oh, dead air! I like that. No, so well, uh, yeah. Well, you you you've got a list of things okay. you want to cover. Where you go? You talk. We're going to bring. So we're going to do technology review. That'll mm-hmm. be the stream. More organised. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little bit organised. Mm-hmm. Product review. Mm. Going to keep it a little bit general. I'm not going to really talk so much. Oh, we will talk what brand it is, but we're not really interested in in the actual. Mm-hmm. Sound quality, I suppose, Ooh, that sort aren't of thing. We? It's weird. No, well, what if it ends up sounding like a sonos or something? Oops! oops. <laughs> now that's going. that's in streaming. We're not after that, so we'll do the product review, technology review, and um, I'm bringing back one of my favourite segments. Yeah, ask Andrew. Oh Christ! <laughs> you love it. We do actually have a. Well, I do love the sound of my own voice. There's no doubt about that. Keep we do going. actually have a question there from Sammy. Sammy. Our, our friend Sammy. Oh. Texas Sammy. fan. Yep, yep, yep. So we'll, you going, be, Sammy? we'll get to that, and then we're going to do off-topic. Have you got a topic for off-topic? Have we got... Oh, I've got plenty. I've got plenty. <sighs> okay. So we'll be back in... Oh, that's one thing I wanted to say. Mm. I think we got gypped in the last episode. You promised eight-second interval of music. I don't think we got eight seconds there. More like Six yeah I'm thinking five, four, maybe all right well, how about this? We'll be back in a second. no, eight seconds, oh, okay, we're back in three seconds. we'll be back, and we're back, <laughs> okay, let's do streaming um saves on a lot of editing time, so I think audio streaming can be done it can be seriously done in so many different ways and it means so many different things. I think what we should do is you. Stream things a certain way on jobs than in your own life, and I do it probably different to what I do. The focus being um, not to cross the stream, price and convenience in your case, and in my case, price, sound quality, and inconvenience. (laughs) So, I'm going to talk for a second, okay? Well, I think we should both talk actually, but I'm going to cut in, I'm definitely going to cut in today. So, streaming folks as I understand it, as someone who's been putting music from CD and record onto hard drives since the late 90s when hard drives were a big hard drive was 10 gig um, So you are a ripper I was a ripper and we weren't really streaming because what we'd do back then is we would put CDs or we would exchange MP3 files and of course this is back in the days when um, Napster was popular, was around and, and I never actually used it but because well, I had the CDs. Oh. Plus, when you when you've got a repair workshop and people keep getting CDs jammed in the machines, it's yes. amazing how much of a collection you can develop <laughs> unintentionally. Um, so that maybe that was even the, the the point was that I had all these CDs in jobs and I could rip them. So what rip, ripping means, we'll cover that first. Is, yes, is not nothing to do with ripping off or nothing to do with Napster or torrents. You're not size. stealing when you're ripping. You're not stealing when you're ripping. What you're doing is you are ripping the audio track. From a CD, rather than say the data track or something else that's available on a CD-ROM, so that's what that's about. It's about the fact that a CD-ROM drive actually has an audio ripping quality. Um, so that's where the, I believe I believe the term came from. Yes, There's something of a pioneer. So, so ripping your CD collection. Is, is not ripping off your own CD collection. It's simply putting a CD in the drive of your tower or laptop, something with a CD-ROM drive in it, using an appropriate program, which quite often will be called a CD-ripping program. And the one that I like, although there are quite a few good ones, EAC was the one we used back in the days, which was developed e- by... Was that German, EAC? Yep, Exact Audio Copy is what mm. it stood for, and it was an, indeed an Exact So you don't audio use copy. iTunes? Um, <sighs> I suppose we have to cover that, don't we? Let's talk about positives before we get onto oh, Okay. So EAC was very good and it was bit perfect, but it was incredibly slow. DB Power Amp... Did you get cover art when you used that service? No, but DB Power Amp is the go these days because it rips quite a bit quicker and it does do, I believe, a bit-for-bit bit rip. So you end up with a, a file, a WAV file that is... Or a flat file is, in fact, what you would do with it. We'll get to that in a second. The file type you save it as is important because there's two kinds of file types. Why don't we just say the right type then? Not- well, we will, but everyone knows about MP3s and... Compression. Well, let's, let's do this in an order. So, okay. So you've got your CD and your CD drive. You've got your CD ripping program, which I recommend, DB Power Amp. It'll cost you 20 bucks after the first 30 days. Obviously, you get a trial period to make sure it works on your machine. Mm-hmm. And it will organise, it will download metadata to write into the file and it will Met- download cover art. It will? Yes. Okay. Can yes. you add cover art as well if there's the... Under- another program for that. Okay. Like I said, this is the inconvenient way to do it. Yes. But this is how you build a quality collection of ripped music to play in a quality way, bearing in mind that my idea of streaming is a high-fidelity Version that is suitable. So, are you one of these one of these people too that believes if you rip your CDs, they could sound better? No, no. Okay. No. Although there may well be something in that if your CD player is faulty. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're saying error can correction or something like? I think the point is with a program like DB Poweramp or EAC is that you do have a bit perfect copy as a file, and therefore assuming no other <laughs> errors occur, ripping the oh, sorry, playing the data back off the hard drive, that in theory you have little or well, zero chance of having a playback error correction issue that your CD player, if it's not performing correctly or the disc is marked, scratched, dirty or otherwise, yep. may there may be an issue. But I think, you know, I, I don't want to get bogged down on those sort of things, errors like that today because that gets into slightly controversial territory. Because there's every, there's the camp that says that digital's digital and that's that, which we're yeah, a little bit in. Yes. And then there's the camp that says if you change your optical lead from, you know, to a bigger one or to a fancier one or one that costs more money, that suddenly the sound improved out of sight. Now, I'm not in that camp at all, and I think people know me for that. That that is fair enough. So completely we've bogus. We've, ripped so, the, we've ripped the CD. So we, well, we haven't quite yet. We've put the CD in. It's read the table of contents. We've opened DB. What well, we've opened actually, we've done it in DB Poweramp, which I don't think works on a Mac. Unfortunately, I operate in. You know, Fortunately for the for the listener, you're in the Mac world. I'm in the PC world, in the, the real computer world. Uh, where computers require some degree of skill to operate and. Can give more meaningful results, Um, which brings us to iTunes almost instantaneously, doesn't it? (laughs) Do not use, warning ahead, do not use the default ripping settings in iTunes. No, you do have to change those. I think, and this is probably, there's no point slagging off iTunes. You need to have it if you've got an iOS product and that's the end of that. You know, there's really very few ways around it. But the default settings are garbage. Uh, At least they were. I mean, obviously it could change version from version... Every time I turn my computer on, there is apparently a new version I need to download. So there's a new version today. Well, there you go. There was probably one yesterday. Eventually, (laughs) they'll work out how to make it work. It is the most um, incomprehensible, unintuitive program outside of probably, I don't know, Microsoft Word. (laughs) It's just awful. But it does a task. So I don't recommend using it to rip, but if you do change the settings to... Lossless and a number of other things, you can probably get a reasonable rip. But I have heard many rips played back in the store, yeah. That people have done on iTunes, and I've gone, that sounds bad. And I've played the CD or played my rip from the server, which we'll get to in a second, and it's uh, sounded magnificent. So, you know, so let's just concentrate on my method, yes. Yep. yep, no problem. So, you're ripping in DB Power Amp and you're ripping to a FLAC file. Flack is nothing to do with the guy off the big gig from years ago. <laughs> Flacko. Flacko. <laughs> nothing to do with that. I've seen, I've seen him in person in London. Have you? Yeah. Without his skull cap thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Sorry, just sipping a little bit of uh, high-end scotch there. Uh, not true. $6 <laughs> plonk. Um it, uh, you want to save it as a FLAC file free lossless audio codec is codec, what that stands yeah. for. And it's exactly that. And it's sort of an industry standard. So what it does is it, it compresses uh, CD quality sound into a file size about half the size, which in these days of virtually limitless storage is not an issue. And the reason why you would do that rather than save it as a CD quality WAV file is because the great thing about FLAX is that you can have all this metadata, like artist name, uh, well, and all those other tracks. Track. <laughs> track name. Numbers, track Album names. name, when it was produced, genre, blah, blah, blah. There's a whole bunch of meter data that you can fill in if you like, but DB Poweramp will fill it in for you based on people, you know, downloadable... Data banks that uh, people have filled in previously, so that's in the CD database or whatever it's called these days, and along with the cover art. So what you should end up with is a file sitting on your hard drive that is the music in the form of lossless files of about half the size. So you should end up with about a 300 meg file off most CDs. You'll have all this metadata that your streaming programmer will be looking for and allow you to navigate it in a sensible. Way, yes, rather than just what you name the folder and so forth as, because um, you will have to name a folder to pop it into. Obviously, we would tend to suggest you would have a file a folder structure or directory structure depending on what operating system you uh, favor. Yes. I'm uh, just looking quickly, I think it, it it's on I'll, Mac now, so both artist and then albums. Okay, do your power ampers? Yeah, it looks like it. Okay, cool. Now, so. $58, though. Is it going up? Sorry. Oh, that's a suite of programs, I think you'll find. That's a Ripper and a Converter and uh, maybe something else. Maybe oh, no, a U- UPNP server as you well. You can get a single pack for the Apple for $39. Yeah, okay. Well, look, it was 20 bucks when I bought it, but look. Yeah, it's $39. Right. There you go. Just for the Ripper. But yep. it's worth every cent. It works, folks. That's it's Australian. There's a gazillion sorry. others, but. It works. So it's pretty quick. Three or four minutes a CD. Does it? I was going to ask. That, so a there's a bit of a time. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. yeah if we, if you go to rip your collection one weekend, and you've got a hundred CDs, you'll you, knock it over in a weekend. You need a few bottles. If you've got a thousand, you need ten weekends, something like that. And yeah, it's it's not exciting work. Now you've got to do it once. So if you do it properly, some people will say, "Well, what's wrong with MP3?" Well, we don't need it anymore. We've got limitless storage. Yes. Uh, the only reason MP3 was invented was to compress a file down to a manageable size that was easily managed by the playback program and easily managed as far as storage of a lot of files. And if you've still got a storage issue like a like an iPod Touch or something, then you, you want a, MP3s on it. I don't know who the hell's got one of those things anymore, no. but, you know. Yeah. But if you don't... Though I think the new iPod Touch has got plenty of storage. Has it? Okay. So, for your 10 songs... Here, you've have we got that? So that's the ripping bit, because you can't stream until you've got files. Yes, but that's on the basis that you want to stream your own music. In other words, stream it from the computer via your network to a playback device into your amp so speakers. So, are you physically you... connected when you are streaming it from a computer? Well, hang on. We're going to have a break because this is interesting. It's getting no, serious. It's not interesting. It's terribly dull, <laughs> but I just want to have a break and make sure the recording. The open reel oh, that's machine right. with a ten and quarter inch. <laughs> yes, yeah, so yeah, I wanna just rewind and record over what we've just done unintentionally. Um I wanna make sure it's working all right. This okay. is an analogue quality broadcast. Mm. <laughs> but it's Hi Fi. Analogue Hi Fi. Isn't what? And we're not using a Sanyo portable cassette recorder for twenty nine ninety five <laughs> from Waltons, no. Walton's oh dear. <laughs> uh, or was it Errol Stewart's? Oh, dear. Uh, no, it was Brashes. That was a while ago. And you're digging up all the names. So, uh, so we covered the ripping bits, sort of. We'll recap in a second. We'll have our eight seconds. Stick your disc in the computer. Three minutes later, it's ripped and it's on the hard drive. Done. Settings should be FLAC. Oh yeah, set your settings correctly. And you'll need an internet connection so it can find the the. Cover art, cover art and, and the, the table of contents yes. and yep. the metadata. Or in t- yeah, okay, that sounds yeah, good. Based on the table of contents, it knows what you yep. know, what metadata to look up. Actually, just before we go, yep. on some CDs, in the table of contents, was mm-hmm. the cover art in there as well? I thought it was at some stage, but I never really found I think in, it. I think in later times, when CD text became written into some CDs... Yes that information was there as well it may have been yeah okay yeah that was sort of towards the end of the the cd days which i'm supposing is probably middle to late last decade or something okay Mm -hmm. let's have a break we'll be back (laughs) really unimpressive wasn't it? That was very good. Um, Just quickly you said about the iPod Touch not having enough storage. What sort of storage do you think you need for a decent one? That's lim- really the next the next stage of the conversation is to talk about where we are now putting these files that we have created that yes. we've ripped. I recommend that you keep them on a USB drive or on your laptop or your desktop's drive Yes. As effectively back up and then load, or well, whichever way you want to look at it, but for serving the files up to the hardware devices that are going to find the files and play them back. Ooh, there we go. Uh, I think I, I well I like to use a NAS drive, and the reasons why are is because the computer is not having to be on. Is all that the time. NAZ, and NAS? You oh, sound annoying. <laughs> November Alpha Sierra. There you go, smart-ass. Oh, NAS drive. Oh, right. Network attached storage. Okay. So, um... I'm thinking this technology is already out of date. You know that? I'm going to... I like NAS drives. I don't care if you don't like them. I'm going to crap on about them until the cows come home. Because you know what I like about it is? That it sits there the whole time waiting to be used. Yes. Just like a... Anyhow, moving right along. <laughs> um, it, it's, you know, it's just waiting to be called upon. It's like a servant. To serve stuff up. It's a server. Oh. oh. I mean, that's a weird coincidence. <laughs> a server is like a servant. Wow, I know who <laughs> thought that up. <laughs> Anyhow. So, you know, like you... You call up the file and the, the, the hard drive sort of... So how big is your chunk, NAS drive? Going? Oh, a, gig, a terabyte or two? A terabyte two, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Actually, that was your question, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm sort of getting. A terabyte enough for audio, but then at some point we want to talk about AV, well, you know, video streaming. Oh, yeah, well, let's keep it audio. Audio only, I think, a terabyte is enough for most people on the basis that that's probably... Uh, um, three thousand CDs or something. Okay, it's quite a lot. Three thousand CDs as, or can I ask the dumb question? Drives. What you say you got a the copy black drives, flack files, Flack files. Yep. Dumb question for the night. You've got you. You've said you've copied them onto your laptop or your desktop or whatever, and you've got them on the hard drive, and then you've also got a copy of them on your NAS drive. Well, that's the copy that you're actually going to use that you're going to play back because the next step of the equation, once they're on the NAS drive and they're therefore available across the network, which is my uh, whole point, yep, yep. is that no matter then where you are in, you know, within wireless range, you can use your phone, your iPad, your hardware streaming device like a, oh, I don't know, a name, Um <laughs> you know, streaming device like a Unity or a or a, a Museo or, or a Cambridge N P thirty or a Cambridge Minx XI or, you know, any other products I happen to sell that That's on the shelf. That that use this kind of technology. The point is it doesn't matter where you, smart T V. Smart T V or a Blu ray player, a lot of them have streaming so, capabilities. So you they're all connected to the network. And yes. they therefore, because the music files are sitting on the NAS drive, on the network, which is... And NAS drive, by the way, is, does not have a USB connection or anything generally. It, is, it has an Ethernet connection. It sits next to your router and plugs into it via Ethernet. So you drop those files across the network that you've ripped yes. onto the NAS drive, which can and be you a And you can read those files either via your Wi-Fi network mm-hmm. or by your hard network connection. If your device's Ethernet hard. connection, Ethernet yes, connection, yes, yeah. exactly, yeah, which of okay. course is quite a bit faster. So, in fact, the, the trick there, or the 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 handy hint, the trade secret, although it's completely obvious, is just a, you know, the the, the machine that you're ripping on, you probably want to have Ethernet connected, hard wired to yep. your router. Therefore, effectively hardwired because you always hardwire your NAS to the router. In fact, yes. NASs tend not to be wireless although I'm sure they're wireless versions. But, you know, so um, and NAS, by the way, the recipe I like is a Netgear box. I forget what it's called. It sells for about, I don't know, 200, 300 bucks, and then you put hard drives in it. It ends up being about four or 500 bucks with a drive or two in it. So we've got the computer that did the ripping. We've got the NAS drive. Yep. And then we've got the device. Well, the device is any device. I mean, it, yeah. it's any and every. I mean, let, let's think about it. Home theater receivers—the whole Yamaha range, yes—I would suggest is networkable, and most have. It's mostly an Ethernet connection, but some of the Deere except for the bottom models. model. But yeah. yes, yeah. So what's the bottom model? Only wireless, no network, no, no network, no network. Okay. So excluding the bottom model, which is what four hundred bucks or whatever, yes, yeah, So six seven hundred bucks upwards. Now all of those you can you can put it on the network, which is two seconds. Plug it in. There's no tricks. There's no. No Logging in and passwords and crap. If you hardwire it, it's in because it's a local area network. There's no security issue. I mean, <laughs> a a, a, um, a uh, what's the a hacker? A hacker. A hacker does, is not a person who breaks into your house and runs a long Ethernet cable out to his car. <laughs> so you just have to plug it in. It's the easiest thing, and then you use you know you use the menu and controls on your Yamaha remote. Or your app on your app, yeah, to open up the appropriate part of it and play the music that's on your NAS drive through your Yamaha surround sound receiver that costs you six ninety nine. So that's perhaps one of the most obvious yes. and easy ways to access these music files. And the quality of sound you're going to get is absolutely well superior to CD quality in some ways, because um, in the old days you'd be relying on the quality of the built-in DA converter, etc. in the CD player what by an analogue connection to some amp. Oh uh, yeah. Well, this yeah. is, you know, all kept in the digital domain, and it's clean and it's good, assuming your rips are good. Start with a good product, end yep. up with a good product. So, and can I just say a bit more about the NAS drive, is that the thing with the NAS is that you're not having to go and turn a computer on and wait for it to boot up. If you get a whim to listen to some music, you know, you listen to the radio, oh, fuck this radio, it's such shit, which I think it all is. Except, of course, I don't know, Radio National. <laughs> Not a lot of music on it, though. So so you uh, you go, oh, just press the UP&P button or whatever it's called on a Yamaha and start playing the files, your own music that's on your hard drive. Sorting through it by genre, by album, by whatever. Whatever your, your whim is. So, but then, of course, there's more serious playback streaming products like the range from Name and, and other excellent brands, um, which will deliver you slightly better quality because of better DA conversion, etc. Yeah, well, they're focused on... They all on- have their own apps, and this brings me to the final thing, which is how you play it back, and this is the bit that I love. You sit on the couch, you dim the lights. Ooh, yes. You get your drink, <laughs> and the lady of the house comes in. Yes. Oh, hang on, no, that doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> you get your drink. You get, you you get your iPad. Oh, yeah, radio. Right, yeah. You flip it on. You open the appropriate app to control your streaming device. And all of your music that you ever owned is on the hard drive and you just flick through, what do I want to listen to next. And you sit there changing tracks, listening to albums, turning the volume up and down, reminding yourself that that particular album... Indeed, is a piece of shit, and you flip onto something else, (laughs) and so forth, and so on. And you can get really fat and lazy doing it. You're not getting up, going to your record collection, your CD collection, flicking through it. You don't need to finding something that's hidden down the back of the drawer that you haven't played for a hundred years, because it's all there. You don't have to find the lost CD, or the classic one, of course oh, I haven't listened to this album for years, and you flip the case open and the CD's gone. Either- <laughs> it's in someone else's case. <laughs> it's in someone else's car, or it's <laughs> in your car, or you loaned it, or someone came to a party and they just I forgot do- and took it home. I have more CD jewel cases that are empty than oh, I hate that. I can that. tell you that when I closed a particular store after, I think it was about 13 or 14 years, and I... I, I threw out all of the empty jewel cases because what had happened over <laughs> all those years was that people I'd done... Obviously, I'd probably lost a few myself, but... <clears throat> Not like People but- Back in those days where CDs had a value, of course, they just would steal the CD. The jewel case was there. The CD was in the player or whatever or oh. sitting around, and I just ended up with, I don't know, about 150 empty jewel cases. Yeah. No CDs. Hate that. It is annoying. It doesn't happen anymore in the world of streaming. So that's how I stream. Okay. Very high quality. Same quality as CD. There probably is a little add-on to that, and that is that now you can go to the likes of uh, HDTracks.com and download a 24-bit, 96 kilohertz All sampling. Or that funny store. Name music store. Oh, there's, there's others, yeah. I'm sick of saying name. Yeah. <laughs> name, N-A-I-M. <laughs> Made in England since the 70s. Eh, eh, eh. Not their store, though. They don't have the funky sort of hipster music on there, don't they? Oh, <laughs> well, is you've got to have the hipsters, haven't you? <laughs> That's because you can never be one, kid. I know. Mm. Well, let's talk about other forms of streaming. I think we covered that. Oh, well, we didn't really quite cover the 2496. So, if you want yeah, to oh, okay, yes. what I'm studio master tape sounds like download a 24-bit 96k version of you know whatever you want to listen to yes not everything's available of course but the cost is reasonable 15 17 18 dollars something like that and uh the difference can be if, if your system is up to it the difference is surprising because of course 16-bit is i think what phillips and sony who developed the cd system described as the bare minimum that was could (laughs) vaguely represent an analog waveform as far as the The bit rate and then the sampling of course uh 44.1 is barely capable of covering the audio spectrum so you know and has some horrible filtering at the top end so the the openness and the space around things in a 96k recording is um Worth hearing. They're not all dramatically better, some are dramatically better. Check it out. Okay. Where you go? Where do I go? So, I'm going to have a drink. That's, I'll be back in a minute. That's ripping and streaming, or using ripping services and Keith, I'm not streaming. In the room. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> what about Bluetooth? Oh, Christ. Has that got to that level yet? Yeah, I did do some reading on Bluetooth at some point. It's, obviously it's lossy. There's a bit of... It's convenient though, isn't it? Bluetooth does work well. But then that's what you're going to cover. Convenient okay. streaming. Convenient streaming. Whereas I did inconvenient streaming where effort is involved. You're talking I'm going to talk about streaming services like Spotify and Bluetooth and... V-tuner. How do you get the music on your phone? Do you buy it on iTunes at some woeful so, compression level, like one twenty eight MP3s or something, I don't or what even do you do? Know how do you is. get? How does it get there? My favourite service is Pandora. Mm-hmm. Pandora is more like an internet radio station. Yeah, I think I may have we may have covered it, but it's a way of getting music for free, yeah. unless you pay for the higher rate version. Yes. What's their highest rate? Well, I was trying to find that out, and I don't think I know what it is. Okay. Well, that's informative. I think they leave it vague to say it's CD quality. That's all they ever say. They don't actually technically tell you what it is. Well, we're on the subject of that. My understanding of the definition of CD quality is, in MP3 terms, is 192 kbit a second. 192, not not 44.1 kilohertz. Well, no, that's 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 in regard to the native digital data stream. We're now talking about compressing that down, oh, okay, and then a certain bit rate per second, which is dramatically less. Yes, because I think from memory the bit rate of a CD file—I'm going to forget this—is about a thousand or eleven 1, hundred k. A second for memory. If you work it out, it, oh, okay. So it's so one hundred and twenty-eight, which is the popular, you know, mid-fi quality that we've always listened to MP 3s at is obviously you know an eighth or a ninth of the of the of the data rate. Of a wave file, of a CD quality file, oh, yes. of, a, of a CD file. So, a CD quality MP3, though, I think is generally regarded as one ninety two. Okay, but three twenty, I have to say, which is you know about a third or something. Geez, it's really hard to hear the difference. Really hard. Yeah. Like there's something in it, but it's it's pretty good. One ninety two, yeah. On your average stereo, it sounds all right. One twenty-eight, definitely you've lost something. It's very hard to put your finger on it sometimes. Sixty-four, that we do this podcast at. Oh, are we suitable for talking only? <laughs> yeah, that's what I. So we could sound too. better. Oh yeah, yeah, but there's no point. <laughs> there's no point. For a So of let's go back to my streaming. We probably should. I might clarify a few things. Yeah. So, you can stream via Bluetooth you can stream via airplay but what are we streaming what 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 would well we... your music content now if... where's your music content well it could be on your mobile device mm-hmm. well it's more than likely it's going to be on your mobile device my mobile device okay well i'm not going to be Do you know it could be on your smartphone oh, okay. or your tablet okay so mm-hmm. which both of those have Well, actually, so Apple only has AirPlay and Bluetooth and... Can I just say something about Bluetooth for a second? Yes. It's... People probably don't quite get what it is. It's just a way of connecting two devices together and passing audio between them. Yes. In two... Well, in both directions. In a local sort of way. In a very local area. I reckon five metres. I think you read the specs, they go 10 or something metres. Actually, is there not two two, two power levels or two... What was of Bluetooth because originally Bluetooth was like three to four meters, and then yes. all of a sudden, yeah, you can someone's talking five and ten meters, but it's very short. It's like the length of a piece of cable, effectively. Yes, it's just a, it's a cableless way of plugging two components together. You can do all sorts of things with it. It works between all sorts of devices. Obviously, the well-known one is just put that stupid cockroach thing in your ear and talk on your telephone. Oh. Which yes. only fuckwits do, I'm pretty certain. <laughs> um what did I hear the other day? One immediately spoke. No, no I know a guy pretty local to hear. Yes. I don't think he listens to the podcast. Okay. Sort Hopefully. of has shit for brains. <laughs> um but he has that thing in his ear. I've never seen him without it. So he has Bluetooth. He's maybe it's operating his brain. Or maybe I don't know, the the crazy talk in his head is being rebrought No, I look, I don't know. My God Never seen him without it. There was a, I think it was an article or something, someone said, Um, you're never picking up a chick with bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this guy isn't for a number of reasons. But um the cockroach, the plastic electronic cockroach in his ear is one of the many. But I like that. I've never heard it called that. So That's what it looks like. It does <laughs> to me. Of course, I'm not normal. So, I just wanted to clarify that, because it is a fancy-sounding term, but it's nothing complicated to it at all. I think it's Swedish, too, isn't it? Bluetooth, where it came from? Unlike Wi-Fi, which is Australian. Oh, it is, too. From mm. the... CSIRO. Yes. Or as modern-day university-educated wankers call it, SIRO. <laughs> Do they? Oh, yeah. Only on the fucking ABC, though. <laughs> The same dickheads that say performance. And the latest, uh, the latest thing is, uh-oh. I'm very worried about that. You what? I'm worried. Worried? Now he's from New Zealand. When did worry start? When is worry a word? I know it's spelt that way, but I just thought we got worried about things. I'm very worried about global warming. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Worry, it's the it's worry. If you hear it, okay. Can I finish? Yes. So we had Bluetooth. We had I'm back. AirPlay as another form. I don't know what that is. Um, that's Apple's I've version. I've never understood it. No, and just, then just name a scenario where it works. Well, I was going to show you actually. I start up Pandora on my smart device. Yep. And the, stick it in there. Sorry, stick S- it. Stick it in that. Well, it's got the AirPlay symbol, so there's something with AirPlay in, in this area or on your network. Yeah. Well, so I just will tap there be, it. Will there be a number of devices, I think? Well, it's bringing up the Muso. Oh, it's not bringing up the 172 and the rack there? No. Oh. Are they on AirPlay? Oh, they're not back on the network. No, yeah, they might not be actually, no. Because right. you just changed your router or your router. I changed my router, actually. <laughs> so, but I want a password. I don't route. know the Muso. will we'll hear it from here. Yeah, what's the Muso's password? I have no idea. I didn't realise it had to have one. Enter the password for the Muso. Wow. I have no idea. I, okay, so you need a password to airplay to something. Uh, it'll probably have a number on its display at the moment. We have to punch that it doesn't have a display. doesn't have a display. We're screwed. No, you'd probably what you'd do there. Oh, we don't want to go into the bog down the details. Okay, anyway, so that's... I'm guessing if I opened the Muso's app, though, it might... And I went into its settings, it might tell me something. Anyhow, keep going. And then there's also... I didn't even know this one. I only found this out today. There's one called HTC Connect, which I believe would be the the other phone service out there. HTC? Yeah, Connect. What? Which looks like another version of AirPlay... I mean, they all have to be the same. They're all really, you're streaming it over your Wi-Fi network. The only one that isn't streaming it over your Wi-Fi network is your Bluetooth, which is streaming direct to the device. Bluetooth is? Yes. So what you're talking about is more storing your music on a device and... Streaming, it. shooting it off, and sending it to a playback device. Yes. Whereas I've gone through. Well, You've what got I'm on. interested is, where do you get the music from? Where, how does this music get on your phone? So, it comes out of iTunes. Well, if you or you could use iTunes, Google or you could store Play it on or something, or. But I just use streaming services, which are Spotify, Pandora. Okay. So what you're doing is you're connecting your phone to a playback device with an amplifier and speakers connected to it, or all in one, or whatever. Yeah. But then I'm and also then the, connecting to the internet. And you're it, also it. connecting to the internet and getting a streaming service to give you the music. Yes. Hence the big difference to the what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I never have the data. So I'm, it's a lo-fi version, but very convenient, like we described at the yes. outset. Yep. Yep. And there's another one out. Um, I shouldn't say it's not. It's not that lo-fi. It's not like playing a cassette tape. No, I think you can get CD quality depending on whether you pay for the servers Well, you're, you're not getting CD CD quality. Probably not. You're getting CD-like quality. Yeah, CD-like. Mm. Meaning it's. But there's another version adequate. with um, Yamaha. You can actually Wi-Fi direct because now they have Wi-Fi antennas on their AV receivers. So, you don't actually connect to the network. In, in that case, you just connect to the device via its own Wi Fi antenna. So, it's like Bluetooth. It's a direct. Yep, yep. So, they're the main services. So, does that mean like there's a router functionality built into the Yamaha effectively? I presume so. I actually haven't used it. I didn't even know about it until I did my homework. Mm, and it's you, just you another. You did homework. You did another. And then there's another way of streaming too that we haven't covered, which includes a cable. Where you plug your device directly into your AV receiver, it's USB connection, and mm. then that device is either got the music already on it, yep, or you're connected to a streaming server service. That's right. So you, yeah, either yeah, either that or something as simple as a flash drive that you've dropped some files onto. Yeah, from in, so in your computer, you put a flash drive like the thing you buy at JB in the in the in the checkout; they've got in there for nine dollars or whatever. <laughs> By thirty-two gig one, which is, is amazing, considering when I started streaming, a hard drive was 10 gig, and now they're, what, two <laughs> yes. terabytes, so yes. they're, what is that, oh, it's not, it's not the yeah, 2,000 times bigger, it's 200, 200 times bigger, isn't it, 200 times bigger or something, whatever. Um, so... So you pick up your flash drive, you put it in the side of your computer in your USB socket. You've got some music on your computer. It could be the stuff that we are talking about before that we were ripping. Mm-hmm. You drop those files, some of them maybe... I mean, I do this actually occasionally for like a dinner party or something. Yeah, If you're getting some friends around. You know, you don't really? You don't really want to be interrupted. Well, that's why I love Pandora. You can so just- I like to drop some files. <laughs> files. Wouldn't you do that before everyone turned up? Oh...
1: Music no, files. I
0: the music files onto the, st- onto the stick. Put the stick in the playback device, which could be, oh, God, a TV, a Blu-ray player. I mean, everything has a USB socket on it. And if you've got the music, you know, the FLAC files or the MP3 files or whatever, or even Waves on that flash drive, you'll be able to navigate to them and play them back. Yes. Cool. In front of an AV receiver, I mean, everything is so damn networked and capable now compared with five measly years ago. Yeah, I will say one thing about Pandora and Spotify is if you well, don't, we're about to talk about them now, I think, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, if you don't, if you don't pay for them, you do get ads. That's great. Yes, yeah, that and it it actually started off really well, and the ads were not audio; they were just visual. Yes. So, if you had your Smart device in your hand, you get to see the ad. Yes, but if it was didn't interrupt the music, no, so it wasn't a problem. But they've obviously realised that <laughs> that didn't bother most people. So no, no, why no. would it really? <laughs> Since music's not that visual when it's recorded. and Yeah. You're, you're so going. now they chuck ads in, and it's starting to get annoying. Ads in the form of a normal radio ad. Yeah, like a Toyota ad and that shit. Yeah. So what's the cost? It's only 10 bucks a month, isn't it, I'll give or I think it is. I, I probably should look. I know it. when I had and Spotify, I... it was 14 bucks a month for the absolute best quality sound quality service you could get. And I used it for seven minutes in, I don't know, about a year, I suppose, before I got around to <laughs> getting rid of that subscription. And, uh, but I'll get it again, because now that we've got name devices yes. that have Spotify built in, et cetera, I will probably use it, whereas back then it was just something I used on the computer. To then somehow get, oh, how okay. did you get the sound out of the computer? Yeah, was the you question. Didn't, didn't bother. And of course you didn't. There was no way of doing it. Not convenient. You know, you really wanted it on your. Phone and that's where or something. the smart devices win, isn't it? It's convenience. It's easy. It's pop it out. You know, press the button. Why we'll do you go? I try to pop it out when I'm at the supermarket, <laughs> but um, get in trouble for that. Can arouse. So. Attention. The wrong kind of attention. Yeah, Guinness Book of World Records, that kind of thing. So, um. <laughs> have a break. We will. We'll come back. Oh, we're back. And we're back. That's it for streaming. Yeah, it's, um. Look, it's. I remember when I really wanted to knuckle down and understand the best way to do it. It was a bit of a head fuck. Really? I That's think so. Going. There's so many ways you can do it, and so we're just trying to increase the load, the mental load. But anyhow, search the internet, ignore most of it. It's all lies, except what you hear on Inside AV. Inside AV. We never mention the name of the podcast, do we? No. <laughs> we know what it is. <laughs> Does it matter? I think there's a website or something, isn't it? Inside. InsideDev, I would like to inside call it. InsideDev. Um there's a hyphen in there. And uh if someone had taken inside.com dot uh, I don't know whether, whether I told you this, but someone now has insideav Oh we've got only got dot com dot AU. They've got dot com. No, we've got dot com. Have we got dot com? I think we've got dot com. Haven't we? Have we got .com.au? Oh. I only ever type in .com. We might have both. We probably have both, do we? You, oh, I bet someone's taken the .au. <laughs> oh, God. We don't want it. We only need one. Oh, no, we're just .com. Yeah, we are. Yeah. But, so someone's got the .au one? No. Um. Oh, maybe it's UK one. Yeah, there's... No... Good luck to them. Ah, they've got Inside D.E.V. That's where I'm getting it from. They've got InsideAVNoHyphen.com. Yep. Mm. And they're in the UK and they're wholesale audiovisual products. Good for them. They've got that before we thought that's crap. No, I think they got it after us. No, well, why have we not got it? Because we, we thought it looked stupid. So we does It does look like, stupid. It looks so, like Inside D.E.V. That's... We put the hyphen in. And well, I'm all for that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit of D.V. But, you but, know, anyhow. Uh, we've got uh, off topic to cover. We have oh, um, yes. beer of the week. Is um, that their off topic? Is it? I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, we'll do it right now. Have you got an off topic? Yeah, this is just a, oh. pe- a peeve at the moment. Oh, it's well, really I'll, just I'll just throw this in first. Go. If you need to, if you. After a quality beer with a fragrant hop profile. Yes. IPA. Sick of what Little Creatures has done to what was an otherwise good beer. You had one and the other night. It. You didn't complain. Oh, I wouldn't piss on if it caught fire. It's a particular <laughs> joint. It hasn't got a decent beer. So you might as well have something that's half decent. No, Punk IPA by, oh, God, it's a Scottish brewery. Blue blue comes in a blue can. Dan Murphy's a got I hate <laughs> I was going to say hate McDonald's. I do hate McDonald's. <laughs> hate Woolworths as well. Um, but yeah, it's what's it called? Punk IPA, made by uh, Brewdog, blue can. That's a fine, proper IPA. Very fragrant in the nose. It's a. Uh, That's a fine, fine beer. It's unfortunately as dear as poison. Oh, you should try some Keith. Since she used to like little creatures pale ale. Okay, I'll give it a go. It got wrecked. Five okay, pounds. moving along. What's your problem? Oh, it's a bit warm at the moment. You know, it's a bit. warm. It's a pain. Yeah, I'm sick of it. I'm fed up with summer. Thank God it's finished. It, well, it's gone. Hasn't Except it? it's still here. It's still here. Mm. But my p- peeve is people who Have pull, horrible bo pull up at their destination in their four wheel drive and sit there with the engine running and the air conditioning, and they just sit there. And you think, are you getting out of the car? or What are you doing? and you look in there and they're either texting or mm-hmm. doing something and they'll be there for 10 15 mm. minutes. There seems like there's a lot more of that now. That really annoys me. Mm. Of course anything to do with SUVs annoys me but um just park your car get out of the car you you you've arrived. Yeah. Okay, let's look positively at this important first-world problem situation. <laughs> um they may be early for their appointment and they are, like you and I would do, always work to do. We're answering emails that you otherwise couldn't oh, do, okay. et cetera, and it's hot, so you're leaving the engine running. So you your black use- SUV does sink a lot of heat from the sun and gets really warm really quick. Yes. Speaking of which, can I just say something on that? On black? on Black versus white cars in a hot climate. I got into... Both myself and uh, my uh, partner in crime have white vehicles. Yes. Um, Travelling around in in uh, the the car version, not the van version, the other day. It was pretty hot last weekend. Mm-hmm. Out of the car for about two hours, came back to it, got back in. Oh, I reckon it was three degrees warmer inside than outside. It was yes. probably 32 outside and it was 35 in the car. Now, if that was a black car... Yes. It would be infinity inside the car. Yes. Now we all know that because I've known people with black cars, and I've travelled with them and got back in them, or whatever. We all, you know, we've all had our little. <laughs> My first. It car is just astounding. Was metallic grey, so it wasn't far off black. No, that's a lot better than black. Oh. See, red's terrible as well. It used to get extremely hot in it, yeah. and the be- wasn't the best part, but it was semi funny the the buckle for the seat belt would get so hot. Oh yeah, yeah. You could get third degree burns off yeah. the thing. What about the vinyl black seats? <laughs> yes. Actually, and you get into shorts and your skin above the short line just burns off and melts into the chair. Um, no, no, it's just let's move along. But people who it's a bit like people with houses with black tiled roofs or black colour. Well, it doesn't roofs. suit Queensland, does it? It's they don't really realise what it's costing them is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, true. It's just, I just find it amazing. And that van of mine, I have gone to the supermarket for half an hour in the middle of the day and come back to it and gotten in it and it's cooler in the van than outside because, of course, when I got out it was 21 degrees from the air conditioning. (laughs) Yes. And I've gotten back in and it's 27 and it's 32 outside. Yeah, And you're like, Oh, I love white. <laughs> does its job. White's good. Black's bad. Oops. Um, moving right along. Paint. We're talking paint. Paint, of course. Some of my best friends are dark. I think that's the standard recovery line, isn't it? Of um, course, it's true in my case. Yes. Our show sponsor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> dig, dig, <laughs> deeper, deeper. Oh, well, let's get into product review. I thought we'd just do a breakdown because mm. um, any... Well, we're going to do speaker product review. And I only brought these in because they're small and convenient. Mm. We can go through them. But I thought we could break down the specs for people. It's got it all listed here on a big sheet of what they are. But what? <laughs> what are we talking about? Speakers. I'll give you the spec sheet. Right. And you break it down for everyone. The good, the bad. Break innit? it down. I don't know what we're breaking well, down. Well, it's got in here two by three inch long throw. What's that mean? I know what it means, but... <laughs> no, you don't want to do that? I don't know. What, what, show me what you... What do you got there? I don't like when you spring things on me. I'm very easily... Upset. brought into an or- you know, awful state of anxiety. Um, so, what you want me to, to 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 describe the specifications? The enclosure material is aluminium. Is that good? Oh, I thought you wanted me to describe what aluminium was. <laughs> I know it involves lots of electricity and temperature. Um, is it good? Ah, oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's light and stiff. It's good, but, you know, probably needs to damp it a little bit so it doesn't ring and make its own tune. Make its own. So, you know, rather than just the speakers in the front making a, a sound. Um, a two-way sealed enclosure. Uh, okay, it says enclosure type. Enclosure type, two-way sealed enclosure. Um, okay, well, the, the, the enclosure type is really just a sealed enclosure, isn't it? So this is a... ported ported one yes okay bandage of sealed enclosure no yeah it depends how you execute the design there's nothing wrong with ported there's nothing wrong with sealed depends how you go about it so lf units as in one presumes low frequency units two three inch long throw oh i missed that bit neodymium it just says in brackets which which i how actually you've got an interesting point here right there's a lot of info on there, but is there's it There's info all- on here which, to the layman, is irrelevant, and why would they know what the hell neo- neodymium in brackets means after mention of two three-inch long throws, which is mentioned after LF units, which could be anything. So, yes, you've sort of got a point here, I suppose, when you read it as... Well, I mean, there's always a spec. So LF unit is... Low frequency unit, as in low frequency bass driver, speaker unit, yes, i.e. cone okay. that moves in and out. Two of them, three inches, that's the diameter, which of course is not three inches, that's just generic trade term, which probably means two and a half inches, <laughs> if you actually measured it, because it does. I think you find that's the frame size, not the cone size. size. Okay. Then long throw means, yeah, it moves a fair way without distorting, I suppose, and becoming non-linear, i.e. maybe eight or 10 mil, maybe in the case of a 3-inch. Let's mix our mm-hmm. measurement <laughs> terms <laughs> all types. Neodymium in brackets refers to the magnet. Is it neodymium? Neodymium, yeah. Yep, yep. Very small magnets for a very high amount of magnetic force. The HF unit is a high-frequency unit. It's uh, a 1-inch ring radiator. Well, I don't want to... Radiator. That rings. That rings. That thank you, Keith, for saving me there. Or do I want a radiator too close to my one inch thing? Also has a neodymium magnet. I mean I don't know what really a ring radiator is like a s it's like a weird um it's got like a a phase plug in the middle. Shit it has too. Ah, oh, okay. Well it is a ring radiator, which that, that driver looks like a spin-off of a D. 27 V for tweeter. Okay. Um, Which they did do on a neodymium magnet actually. So yeah, so that's actually quite a fancy tweeter. They don't sound any good though, interestingly. Anyone in the speaker designing business will tell you that. They're a bastard of a tweeter to get to sound good. Um, Power handling, 15 to 100 watts. I've no idea what that means. It doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything because it doesn't state what kind of watts it is or what you're doing with it. What type of watts. It's just a meaningless number on a page. And then it says frequency, 95 to 20 kilohertz, 95 hertz to 20 kilohertz. Frequency watt doesn't say whether it's response, range or otherwise. It doesn't give any kind of limits decibel output wise. So another meaningless number. Sensitivity, 85 dB at 2.83 volts in free space, which also doesn't mean anything but the 2.83 volts relates to one watt at one metre on an 8 ohm load. Well, that doesn't mention the meter, so it could be but these one are... watt at 10 centimetres. Another... This is crap, Keith. <laughs> this is just meaningless bullshit <laughs> written on a page making all sorts of assumptions, has no engineering quality. Finished. I refuse to read any further. <laughs> Thank you for that. Right. Is that what you were getting me to say? Yeah, I was just... A crock of shit. Yeah, well... All specifications are a crock of shit. Go into the store and have a listen to the things. Yeah. It doesn't that. mean anything. In the what real are these world. these little things that you got here? Keith is holding this cute little, looks like a center speaker. Yeah, it looks like it's come or, off, or a spaceship, one or the other. What movie does that remind you of? Not one that I've seen, as I don't have <laughs> children' movie short short circuit children's movie in people. my collection. Short circuit. It says on the bottom, designed and engineered in the UK. Hmm. Manufactured in Somalia. Made in PRC. Really? PRC? Now, where could that be? (laughs) Just to disguise it slightly. I'll hand them over to you so you can... People's Republic of Czechoslovakia? (laughs) You could only hope. (laughs) Well, at least they taste nice and have lovely bazoomers. Give us a look. Don't drop it. It's 1.6 kilograms. What brand is this thing, Keith? Q uh, Acoustics. Oh, God, this is embarrassing. Um, <laughs> no, it looks good, but I mean, you know. Yeah, that's a V for tweeter. That's a V for base unit too, actually, I think. Um, yeah, it's probably a reasonable little speaker. Look, it does a good job. Mm. It's not meant to be... It's cute. audio file. It's it's another retails for two ninety nine or three ninety nine. Don't say four ninety nine. No, you're closer. I think it's actually like two forty five. I think really, oh, that's that's entirely reasonable. Well, there you have it. Seven thousand C Q acoustic center speaker. It doesn't look too bad. There's actually a new version out which I have, but I just brought the old version in. Okay. To know. No, it looks good. All right, well, there you go. There's the ad for the night. I hope you put a picture up on something. I will. I'll put a picture up on the fake book page. Fake? The fake book page. So everyone can have a look. Yep. So, so you reckon they sound all right? Because a, a centre speaker is a very important speaker. Oh, look. The vocals sound like human They vocals. sound fine. They They do the right job. The right job. They're better than... The Bose thingos, Bose. I do <laughs> like that. Say, Hedda, um, we have a, a rather, rather fancy hi-fi. Oh, really? Oh yeah. What is it? Yeah. What? What have you got? Uh, it's like a. It, uh, it's a German thing. It's called Bose. <laughs> German, Bose. You mean American Bose? As sold at Myers and other <laughs> discount superstores. Oh, I'm sorry, no, we've got a rather fancy one. It's like a B and O, only it's <laughs> Oh no Bose You a. can't say that. I've had that many times. Have you? Oh god, you wankers. <laughs> Bose eh? Have you seen the the that's the ever oh we're going back into the lo fi again, but the little portable Bose music box? iPod dock thing. Oh, I think it's even smaller than I. I saw some today at um whatever J B stands for. Um had to go in there to buy some yeah, I think he's IT got related struf, stuff stuff. Yeah, they're, they, they're just they got a little a couple of little things in there I know it's look quite cute. Yeah. But Cambridge Audio have got one that looks so much the same. Mm, how convenient for yeah. me. <laughs> yes. Bizarrely and embarrassingly for Bose. Sounds better as well. I actually don't know. Um, but there's a guy listening to this podcast yeah, who's receiving today, although, of course, by the time this goes up, it'll be... Weeks away. Weeks away. But uh, he will have had it for weeks and can report back. But, yes, Craig, does the Air 200 sound any good? Uh, I, I, I oh, that's heard, that's the it, little... It's a fairly big one, actually. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I heard it once and it... Um, This is small. Huge, huge sound. Oh, there's a little one for two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bose and actually it's got a it's got a no. How much is the Bose one? I think that there was something I saw there today was about three fifty, but I don't really know. It probably is. I I'm I'm not interested, so I never look. But I had a look at the Cambridge Audio Mini Speaker, Mm. and because we're doing the streaming thing tonight, and it has a quite a deceptive photo because the iphones connected to the back of the um sound box this Mm. little cambridge music box and you go oh look it's playing music but if you go down and read it Mm. it's actually charging your phone you're using the battery out of the the sound box to charge your phone okay Uh, so it's a backup battery for your phone so you're charging the phone but the music's getting through via bluetooth yeah probably um so good what, we've got to wrap up. This is running very long, Yeah, as yep. usual. Um, what else have you got on your list oh, of to-dos then? we've got one thing left. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We have to bring back Ask Andrew. We did have a serious question of all things. I don't know. We may have covered this slightly, but I will, we'll do it again. It's worth going back over. And I'm Isn't just trying. Really? So this came off the fake book page. Hmm. Our friend Sammy, again. How you go, Sammy. Thank Sammy? Please tell the me the difference spin. between a sealed and a ported subwoofer. And is one of them better suited for music? No. Let me cut in the chase. Cut in the chase? Yeah. Cut to the chase? Cut to the chase. Cut in front of you. Cut in front of me? Yeah. Cut my grass? No cup of mustard. <laughs> no, there's not many sealed, poured, sealed subwoofers out there. Um, well, look, I've built a few. You've built a few, and I've, I've. am trying to think. There was a quite a famous one that you could buy. That's probably the biggest difference, and it was important before DSP became so affordable and plentiful to, very dramatically control the shape of the output signal to, to compensate to compensate for, you know, falling response and, and also, of course, the servo control nature of it or, you know, to avoid distortion when it gets driven too hard or whatever. Um, and, that, you know, that's the advantage of a sealed box is it rolled off, you know, half as fast. And um, so, yeah, I mean... So it was more controllable. Well, it didn't, yeah. Okay, so the the foible, a bass reflex box, a ported box, will give you more output um, for less power. Yeah, it sort of will with if done correctly, with very little trade off uh, of you know how articulate and fast the bass is, etc. It will sort of put a steeper knee in the curve, so you'll get more output right at the tuning frequency of the port, which might be saying. 25 to 30 hertz in your average subwoofer. And so you get quite a really, quite a flat response out to 25 or 30 hertz and then it'll fall away quite rapidly, you know, theoretically at... um Theoretically, the number that I've forgotten, which I think is 12 dB per octave. It's been a while. (laughs) Um, I've had other things on my mind. Um, The uh, seal box rolls off half as fast, which therefore must mean 6 dB per octave, which sounds about right. But the problem is that the seal box rolls off quite slowly, of course, as I just mentioned, but it rolls off earlier. so if you line the two curves up the the sealed box probably has more output at say 15 to 20 hertz than the ported box but right where you want that oomph the sealed box doesn't have it, it's a couple of dB down in the knee of the curve, the roll off curve of the base reflex and so the base reflex sounds like it's got more more thump, more bottom end but if you feed it music that goes below its tuning frequency, it will go, the driver will go completely out of control. It's un, un, completely undamped below the tuning frequency. So the potential for blowing the driver up is huge by bottoming it out, et cetera. In a ported. It has no damping below the tuning frequency. So in a ported box. Yes. The sealed box does, but it depends what queue it's loaded at and so forth and so on. There's a bunch of variables, but the biggest problem is that some people say oh well the seal box is better because it does this it goes lower whatever but the thing is it's less sensitive you need to feed it more power you need to drive it harder to get any given amount of output and then that's where your problems start so it's a bit like how you position a subwoofer in a room the best position to put it in really and people will argue this but they're wrong and I'm right is that you should always put it where you get the most bass at the listening position because if you put it so that it's in the correct position for, for whatever reason. But you're sitting in a null and you have to turn the subwoofer up to get the amount of bass that you want. The subwoofer is working much, much harder. And the harder it works, the more nonlinear it becomes. So the poorer your bass, no matter what alignment you've got, whether it's seal yep. or bass reflex. So. What you want to do is is get the maximum base at the listening position by the position you cite the subwoofer in the room. And in turn, why most people use, most designers use a ported box is because you do get apparently more output, like it appears to be the case. For, and for that is a good in. thing because even though it's not as linear and perhaps not as distortion, lower distortion as a sealed box, a sealed box is only linear up to a certain level and then it goes out of control and becomes you know becomes lots of you know harmonic distortion etc so what do you do you're juggling one thing against the other but the thing you're always chasing is just just to keep uh, is to have an adequate amount of bass not driven with the with the system not driven too hard so because as soon as it's driven too hard it goes completely distorted and nonlinear immediately yep so, so look, you know, I think that's where we find most manufacturers use a portable box, and combined today with DSPs, um, DSP, DSP and class D amplification, etc., etc., cetera, et cetera, and servo control, you can get an amazing amount of a oomph out of all sorts of bass systems. Um, the Muso is a great example, as are many of those wireless speakers that just have very smart DSP in them an amazing amount of thump out of a one-cubic-foot box. Yeah. Out of, you know, the bigger ones. And the same can be said with subs to a high degree. So, but if you wanted to build a very, very nice-sounding system for a two-channel audio system, I would recommend a Class A-B amplifier of about 400 watts and a seriously large box, very well-constructed, with a couple of whopping great drivers and a sealed alignment. That's sure. I think that would... And I know it does. It sounds fantastic. It has a. It has. It goes down very low, and it, of course you're not chasing enormous output levels because if you are, you're going to run into a problem. But if you've got 400 watts of clean Class A B power rather than some D Class BS, <laughs> then you know. Plus, you'll be able to fix it when it blows up, rather than throwing it in the wheelie bin. So you know, along with all those other. You know, ice power things that all just get frisbeed into one of those green plastic things that the lid fly back, flies back on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's... Um, so uh, I'll just break it down. So maybe it, from a purist... A, from a purist point of view, I think seal lots of power with your expectations for volume being relatively low is the nicest, most accurate response. But, you know, we're talking a fairly serious bit of machinery to do it and do it well do it well yeah on a budget um slightly more layman expectations just maximum thump for minimum cost reflex probably wins every time i think yeah so and you quickly mentioned about putting the the box or the subwoofer in the in the room in the area that you get the most base response from the listening position that you... Or in the listening position. Yes. yes. So how do you determine where that should be? When you, you move the fucking thing around, Keith, how do you think you work it out? <laughs> so trial and error. Yeah, pretty much. Play some bass tones and have an assistant move it while you're listening to it. Mm. I heard this years ago, and tell me if this is not right. Not, right. I've never done it. I probably should do it and see whether it works. Mm-hmm. Someone told me, if put, you went to a gay club, no, oh no, sorry, different no, no. story. Okay, yes, yes. No. You put the subwoofer in the listening position. Yep, and then you walk around the room and find out where the, the bass is the loudest. Jesus. And then, really, that, that's the spot that you put the subwoofer in. You know, I've I've been doing this a while. <laughs> You've never heard that one. I've never heard, <laughs> and yet I think that would work. I'm I'm going to... Uh, I'm sorry if I end. And that, that, that's amazing. This, this is what I keep saying. People say, yeah, a reasonable amount of AV. Well, yeah, I know a bit about it, but I can learn something every day. I've learned something today. I think that makes sense. I think you, that would you know work. where I think I heard that from? Uh, our, our mate Daryl Hooper. Yeah, yeah. And he's been in the game for a long time. Indeed he has. No, that's... It's, it's funny, you know, that's... This is a classic example of... Um, real world skills real world skills (laughs) um which i apparently don't have and um but you know if you rely on the internet and magazines for your learnings then you will miss out on that because i don't i mean i have got boxes full of av interiors and (laughs) ht this and something or other although av interiors is mostly pretty pictures but in fact, it's completely only pretty pictures. In fact, I long went out of business long before I think even the HT boom took off. But the, in Australia, at least. Yeah. The point is, I've never read that. And admittedly, I've stopped reading in depth in the last you know few years, but maybe someone's mentioned it. But, man, have I read a lot of stuff. And I've speak, spoken to a lot of people, a lot of smart people, a lot of... Often, at all sorts of different things. Oh, I've taught you something today. Yeah. No, no, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And it's funny that... I don't think it's... A- of course, it's very hard to actually do in some ways. Yeah, because you can't sit you've got on the lounge you to move the couch and then it'll probably change the characteristics of yeah. it. I, I, I would But I tell you what, it'll put you in the ballpark. Yeah, that's the right thing Having I think said that, you've only got to move the sub probably three times and you, if you get an assistant to move it around and you've got a test tone playing, you'll very, very quickly be on yeah. to where it is and I suppose if that system didn't work for me, I would have found a better way. But I like the sound of that, yeah. Okay. Cool. You're the man, Daryl. <laughs> Well, that's it for the show. I believe that's it. Gimpy, the hub of the AV universe. (laughs) (laughs) Everything happens there. Yes, it does. (laughs) Mainly guns. (laughs) All right. Well, yet again, you've the people that have listened to the end. You've listened to the end, and you deserve a medal. You've got the little inside secret. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. What a shame I couldn't convincingly say, oh yeah, I've done that for many years. No, I've done it the hard way, although the hard way works pretty well. Alrighty, we'll be back. We'll be back. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Bye bye. Thanks, Andrew.